I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome one and all to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And Pete Donaldson's here. Hello. week of Champions League we've had, ladies and gentlemen. My Such goodness, drama. Wow. Italian football has been at the forefront of all of our minds this week. Ooh, we're going yeah. to have to do it on the continent land grab, aren't we? To I, talk yeah. about the, the Juve game. I think we are. And I, I think we're I, going to. In, I, think in, my, I think my Macho Man Randy Savage impression is exactly the same as my Cosmo dibs from you and me. Go on, oh, do, far do, away. Do both. Oh yeah, Miss Elizabeth. So that was Cosmo that, dibs. That was Cosmo dibs. <laughs> and Cosmo dibs go, oh Oh, I can't even do it now. Oh, that sounded like a start, Japanese man just oh. dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miss Elizabeth. What's that bit come Which from? Which one is that? It's too lippy. He always says Miss Elizabeth. Macho <laughs> man, come on and get you. That, that was yeah, better. That's better, that's better that's isn't it? Better. Jim's See? macho man, in the intro, Travis. In the intro, Mark, I don't know about if you feel the same, and you, Jim, but when we go around the table and say hello, I'm always expecting Pete to say something weird. Yeah. And he just said hello this week, and I feel a bit short-changed. Yeah, but then straight. he started talking about Cosmo and Dibs. True. In the actual yeah. show, I say, so. It didn't take long. You and me, me, me and you, lots and lots for us to do. Yep. Influence the song She's Electric, apparently. Pete, you've got a really? garbage you've got a garbage bin for a heart. You do. <laughs> and so the does, rest, mate. And so does Michael Oliver, according to uh, according to Gigi Buffon, who has bowed out gracefully from <laughs> Champions League. I, you know what? I don't have that much of a problem with his reaction because it was right post match. He was yep. very upset. It was obviously an emotional reaction to what had taken place. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's not a romantic end to anyone's European career, but I wish he'd have headbutted Zinedine Zidane in the chest <laughs> when he walked off. <laughs> that, have been, that would have been great. That would have been the greatest yeah, moment in the history I, of football. I love it. You know, we, we always talk about how we don't like it when, when people say, oh, you don't want to see that sort of thing in football when secretly we, we all love it. So mm. I think we should double down and just just enjoy this for what it is. But you what some, a spectacle from Buffon. But you sometimes join Pete, uh, Jim, in wanting to see the world just burn, don't you? Yeah, very yeah. much so. I, I, don't, oh, I, I, feel, I feel I've got a big appetite for that. <laughs> and, but I still think that... Um, and, and I, to just to echo briefly what Pete said there, I, I completely empathise with why he feels like that. Mm. And I think it's he's, he's essentially, I don't want to overstate it, but he's essentially grieving, isn't he? For, yeah, something, yeah. for something that he's lost, something that was very, very important to him. And I understand that. But at the same time, he, he has sort of embarrassed himself there. And for a man who's built a reputation over years as being a very classy operator at the top level, for him to go so far that way... Mm. 
it's, it's a real shame. The way that he behaved on the pitch was obviously unacceptable and he had to be sent off. I can forgive that because the referee has that mechanism in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. If someone loses their mind and, 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 and really sort of confronts a referee in that way, you've got no choice but to show on the red card. But for him to carry on after the game, almost yeah. because what it came across like was him saying, oh, he's got a rubbish bin for a heart, coming across like the referee owes him something. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, we've played so well that you owe us this. And it's not that. The referee's got to be dispassionate. He's got to, he's got, it's nothing to do with the occasion. And, and at a time... And, and just wet, finally, pre- really, really quickly, it was a penalty anyway. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's not like it was even a debatable decision. And we all agree around the table about that, presumably. Mm. So, so... To me, it was a bit of an unedifying spectacle. And, and Bran Buffon has never been stronger, really, hasn't it? 100%. Over, the, over the last couple of seasons, he's been working pretty hard on that particular situation. Yeah. He's undone it. And he's just, Well, yeah. has he undone it or has he just enhanced it? I'll I've, never look at that man again. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think anyone sort of... Well, people still talk about the Zidane headbutt, obviously, but it doesn't right. un- undo what he did before that. No. But I think, you know, Oliver certainly, you know, didn't have to send him off, did he? He could have, he could have booked him. I think if it was at the other end, Jim, I, th- I think just the way he, it was almost like it was one step short of a physical assault. He did yeah. sort yeah. of, he, oh, he came into physical contact with the referee him, yeah. in an aggressive way. Yeah. I, I don't think he, I understand what you're saying. I don't think the I referee think could have done that. If, if it was, if it's because Juve was, was staging an utterly remarkable comeback mm. and in light of what Roma did as well everyone all the neutrals we were all going oh my giddy aunt it's, but this, is, this argue, is incredible his argument was like but the romance of it I know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, essentially yeah. it Ref, well, have I, you I, got no joy in your soul that yeah. is it I mean I found it incredible what Andrea Agnelli the, um, the Juventus president said and he reckoned Michael Oliver completely lost control and he said a referee no, no he asserted control yeah exactly exactly. he was Every, perfectly in control everyone else <laughs> lost control Completely. if you, if you yeah. see Michael Oliver I, I think he deserves actually a bit of praise yeah. yes in one sense the, 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 the comeback well no the comeback was ruined it's not the referee's fault no. <laughs> this is it, this, you have to understand you know the referee's probably reluctantly you know in terms of the football fan inside him giving a penalty and whatnot. but that's what he's hired and, to and, do and Real Madrid were throwing themselves all over the place in, mm. in, in the first half certainly trying to get trying to get something uh, going effectively um, so they know that if there's any contact in the box, they're going to go down. The penalty is going to be uh, awarded. Well, yeah. I don't think it was a case of um, um, you know him particularly going down. It's just a penalty. Either it's a way, penalty, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. If you, particularly if you look at it in normal time, and particularly based on that on where Michael Oliver is based, it, it's just a clear penalty. Jim, large, large amounts of football fans, not just the... And I completely agree with you, Marcus. Everyone lost the plot and the Juventus side apart. You know, the referee didn't. I completely agree with that. But actually, large amounts of football fans... Mm-hmm. have been, in my experience, based on what I've seen on, on Twitter and what I've read, large amounts of football fans have been almost in complete denial that it was mm-hmm. even a penalty, yeah. purely for, because of what's gone on in the lead-up to it. We all, look, it would have been a remarkable story. You know, it would have been great material for us as well if Juventus had gone through. Oh, it would have been fantastic. It, we all wanted it. We all got, it would have been I, a great week for Italian football. I wanted it to happen. But that doesn't make that any less Absolutely of a penalty. Right. Mm. Absolutely right. I mean, Agnelli said, a referee in Madrid for the quarterfinal, must have seen the first leg, realised the Dybala red card was excessive and understand the various situations. What the bloody hell does that mean? <laughs> I can't believe that. This is the president of Juventus coming out and saying, well, you know, it was a bad decision in the first leg, so he should have therefore gone lenient or something like that. Now, I mean, off the top of my you, head, if, I can't if, remember the Dybala red card, but I, I don't it think... Was it, was, t- it was two yellows, yeah, I don't think it was too way, much. Way one said, was for a dive, one was for a late touch challenge. The way you said, oh, it's the president of Juventus. Try saying... 
That's the chairman of Newcastle. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, okay. Like, or just and, say, and Yelly's a slightly different character <laughs> and has cut a different cloth or, or, for, or over just the years say, than Mike Ashley. Twenty years ago, that wouldn't even be in the top hundred worst things at Juventus. At Juventus <laughs> yeah, that's, fair, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But, what, um, but I, I think what I'm saying is, this is a man who should show a little bit of. But, but then, as you yeah. say, with certain uh, Juventus, I, I think I think we have a to, bum point. We have to be a bit careful because, of course, the drama, the entertainment, the, all, all the stuff that goes on. It's a large part of. It's arguably the majority of what of what makes football so great, and it's definitely a large part of this show, as, as people listening will, will know. So we can't completely deride or dismiss the, this emotion. I understand. And what would you it. rather him go over to his little VR VAR pod and sit hmm. stand there for five minutes while we figured out whether there's a penalty or not? Like, what do you, I don't, want, I don't what do you want to have a football? But, match? The, but the decision wouldn't have been changed because no, no. it wouldn't have been no. exactly. Even if he thought, oh, maybe nah, maybe that's a little bit of a soft one. That's not what VAR's there. Buffon might have calmed down by then. Exactly. The referee is meant to be ice cool and not meant to get caught up in the emotion of it. And if if you know, I was refereeing that game, I'd have probably got no penalty. Yeah. 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 Uh, because <laughs> of the, and that's why I'm not a referee. Yeah, the and the, uh, and you have to put that in my mind because it would have been and it would have been the easiest thing in the world to not give a penalty. Absolutely. It would have gone to extra time. Something else would have happened yep. and it would have been completely forgotten about. And if it, it was, would have been a, it would have been a byline and if it was up the other end note. if it was up the other end and that wasn't given as a penalty and um and Kaylor Navas was in the referee's face like that and he wasn't sent off everyone because they wanted Juventus to, to do it and so on would have gone Screaming crazy injustice, at yeah. Michael Oliver talk about uh, ice cold Ronaldo's penalty oh yeah well, this past, is the... past the greatest goalkeeper that ever lived. Yeah. What, Chesney? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is the other side of the story that's getting lost, isn't it? He's now scored in every game in, in the Champions League so far. Okay. And like, you know, that's that's incredible. If they if they win a third in a row mm. and Ronaldo scores in every game, like that's about as, as good as it gets. Another thing that has been lost is that in the tunnel, as um Allegri was walking down it afterwards, apparently Sergio Ramos yep. just sort of appeared from the darkness and went, by the way, definite pen. Did he? <laughs> Love that. Commitment to being an uh, agent. He might face a ban. Really? For the semi-final because he was too close to the pitch oh. uh, for the last few minutes and because he was caught up in an altercation with Allegra. And I love the fact that he's not even played yet. He can still get a ban. He's suspended, he was... he suspended, which means he shouldn't have been on the bench. He shouldn't have been on the bench. Well, he was, I don't think he was on he the bench. No, he didn't, he didn't start, start on the bench. Yeah. The for the last 10 or 15 minutes, he was sat on the bench. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. So He was wearing a kooky hat and a jacket. And a fake beard. No, he took the hat off when he got down. He's a very handsome man, Ramon. He could have been Val Kilmer, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Although unlikely these days. Yeah. You only you only ever see him in the reflect. You only ever see him um, illuminated by the reflective uh, light from a red card, though. So yeah, who knows true. what he looks like? Really, yeah, it's true. It's more of a more of an illusion. Well, Real Madrid <laughs> will be in the next round, the semi-finals, as we call them. Uh, the, at the time of recording, the, the draw hasn't happened, mm. um, but they won't be um, facing Manchester City. But no, they will no. possibly face Liverpool in the next round. And let's move on to the Premier League, ladies and gentlemen. You see what I did there? Uh, and Manchester City are playing Spurs, of course, at Wembley. Uh, Manchester, Manchester City, they could lose four games in a row, which seems yeah. it seemed unthinkable, you know, a month or two ago. But and we called it on this show a week ago. We said, you know, they're in serious danger here of their of their season petering out. They're going to win the Premier League. I don't like that term. Know. Petering out, yeah. <laughs> Donaldsoning out. It's funny because I, I think it's strangely fitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, having worked with you for 10 years, Pete. Um, and, and so, it, it, not that... It, look... It's not a uh, disgrace to not win the Champions League. Only one team can win it. The nature, they we said this as well. Without well, they had some bad refereeing decisions. They did, but not to blow our own trumpet too much. We said it was a nightmare draw for them playing Liverpool. Liverpool deserved to go through. It's not a disgrace to, to, to not win the Champions League, but this is a team who or a club who are trying to de- define themselves by this Champions League, by trying to win the Champions League. They're not going to do that. They're not even going to get the semi-finals this year, which is a, a disappointment for them. If they limp over the line here, 
I, I maintain what I said last week, which is this is a team who people were saying are potentially the greatest Premier League team ever. Mm. And there's now a serious chance they're not even going to get the record Premier League points total. So it, it, it's, it's a, a week and a half or two weeks is a long time in football, it mm-hmm. seems, these days. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think it's going to get any easier for them against Spurs. I mean, Spurs beat them quite straightforwardly last year. I know that was at White Hart Lane. They beat them 2-0, I think. Deli Ali scored them up but an own goal on there as well um, so Spurs always finish the season strongly they did that last season they're a good team it could be getting could be getting even worse for City well it, yeah. could, be, it could be hard for Manchester City to raise their game now because in in a sense they've got nothing to play for because they're already way ahead in the league uh, they're out the Champions League. Um, they're out the FA Cup. So it's kind of all right, lads. Well, knuckle down and just keep on doing what you're doing in the league. And, it, and yeah. for some of those players, it's a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah, I, I think though one one motivation is that um, winning the Premier League at Wembley is a very weird sort of anomaly, and that's a very special thing. If but a they team can't can win it at Wembley though, because they have to wait on Manchester United. True, and Manchester United will surely beat West Brom. Yeah, so, I'm just trying to find like. What, Special factual errors to motivate help. themselves. <laughs> will, will they have those fire throwers at Wembley that you always have for every final? I hope so. I doubt that. I doubt Come that. on. Uh, they, Come on. Well, I'm sorry, and if they do? Just fun. You're not going, you're not going are you? <laughs> no. I was going to say good. Yeah. yeah. In which case, Somebody offered me a ticket, actually, but, and I said no. Let me put this out there. Let me put this out there. The way, the way Don't you want to see it. Don't want to see it. Do you want to hear more of that story, Luke? <laughs> or, Why or, did you say no? <laughs> uh, because... Can't be asked. Okay. All right. Back to Luke. So at the moment, City are 13 <laughs> points ahead of Man United. Okay. If United beat, who are they playing West Brom? West Brom. They're going to win that, aren't they? Oh, they if are. If City lose to Spurs, stop it. It's ten. Stop it. It's ten points Come with on. five games left. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> here we go. I'm just saying, Spurs to beat Man City is currently yeah, eight to five with Bet three six five. So ten pound will return twenty six pound, including the stake. Should they pile more misery on Guardiola's men? Can you imagine if they threw the league away? Uh, it, I, I think the most interesting thing that can happen now is that they make it look like they're going to. You know what I mean, Spurs right, winning sure. at the weekend is far more interesting. But than Jim, Jim else is, here, is, is there any merit in knowing the momentum that exists and is very important in football? Is there any merit in exploring the possibility <sighs> that ten points clear with five games left is a little bit like this is pressure now? Well, might this I, could be tough. Might I read out their fixtures know. to see? You, you uh, might. What, what people think. Home to Swansea are they after that? Home <laughs> yeah. to Swansea from Guard of Honor to Guardiola of Dishonor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, home to Swansea, away to West Ham. Yeah. Home to Huddersfield Town, home to Brighton, away to Southampton. Fucking oh, you know, hell, that, <laughs> is, that is obscene. Winning the league at the Olympic Stadium is an anomaly, though. Hey. So, Karen Brady acclaimed that. I told you to see the Premier League title. <laughs> Jeez, that is, dre- that is a... What a ugh, dreadful end to the season. <laughs> What a league, eh? Which will make it even more, more remarkable. Best league in the world. Make it even more remarkable when they don't win it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, there we are. Um, Guardiola could be given a three-match ban by UEFA after shouting at the referee. Oh, there was there was plenty of spice in that. So mm. Indeed, yeah. Um, and and we talked a lot about that on the on the constant, which did. is out now. He's been accused of communicating with the dugout, having been sent to the stands as yeah, well. Clearly I love this. communicating. I love this little uh, these sort of little technicalities. There was a shot of his assistant sort of coming up, and going, oh, "What do you want me to say?" Yeah, he was he was so obviously down. doing that. Yeah. And there was and there was three or four uh, men who looked just like Pep Guardiola in in that bit where he'd been um, banished to. <laughs> <Is that laughs> like, was like Saddam fun. Hussein had loads of lookalikes. Yeah, yeah. like, you give instructions. I like, yeah. I like yeah. the Chinese whispers thing. Then I'm not communicating with the bench. I like to think Mikel Arteta suddenly appears in like you know with like a 
hot dog stand in front of him. And then press that. <laughs> hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what you, he's taking a long time to order, isn't he, old pep? <laughs> that, um, that whole section was actually from a still from the film uh, Being John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, what about Harry Kane being awarded Spurs' second goal against uh, Stoke last week? This Seriously, is... Marcus, the amount of hubbub on the internet yeah. who gives a flying yeah, shit a which was essentially what I was building yeah. up to. Pete if you don't care about any football issues it's hard to get through the show yeah, that's the no. problem yeah, you don't I'm care not... about Buffon you don't care about going to a game you don't care about Harry Kane getting I care, a goal I care about Buffon I care about his legacy I care about Harry Kane I care about Harry Kane's legacy but being awarded a muggy little goal that should you know that but... for those, doesn't really matter for those who would be um, labouring under the illusion that Pete indeed doesn't care I'd like to let you know that he is recording this show currently wearing a 1998, is it? No, six. 1996 six, six Adidas um, New, Newcastle Brownell, Newcastle United shirt. Away kit. Away. Maroon. That could just be like, because he likes ale though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we know you do. It's my drinking shirt. It's not the first time he's had Nuki Brownell all down his chest. Put it yeah, that yeah. Way. Okay. Knees up Nuki Brown. Mm. Um, yeah, Kane got the goal. So there we are. I, 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 I didn't see the game because we were away uh-huh. and I couldn't find a decent quality clip of the actual incident. Mm-hmm. So it oh, it's good be... to have been on the dubious golf panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, lads, couldn't get streamed. So, <laughs> oh, I am actually on the panel and that's why I gave him the goal. Forty two, let me down again, lads. Yeah. Yeah, well, Give it a can. Mo Salah tweeted, whoa, really? Yeah. Whoa, really? Four behind Salah Yeah, maybe he was talking about the Bill and Ted remake. Oh, that's <laughs> a good point. I, do you know what, Jim? I didn't even think about that when yeah. I was assessing the situation. Well, yeah, wake up. Very yeah, much shame <laughs> on me. At Liverpool, of course, they're uh, home to Bournemouth. Uh, the Reds do need a win to stay in the hunt for, for second place. Can they go and win the bloody Champions League, eh? This is an awful, awful time to be playing Liverpool at Anfield, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely awful. They've got a ten point cushion in the in you know the top four places yep. and they're obviously so buoyed by that by the you know their their recent wins. Um, I don't know, they playing might rest players. They might rest they players. They might rest players, but still, I, th- I think Bournemouth <laughs> could reach forty-one points with a win, Jim. And they after could. their dreadful start to the season, was it seven or eight games without a win? Bournemouth there, riding high, yep, could be yeah. on for a top uh, a top half finish. And Liverpool didn't beat Everton, remember? That was a nil-nil. Yeah, true. So, I, I, yeah, realistically, obviously, Liverpool will be huge favourites for this. I, I think, they, to answer your question, Marcus, I think they absolutely can win the Champions League, and I said it for a while. Mm-hmm. I think they got, uh, no one will want to play them. No, no one. Yeah, I think, you know, they've got the most potent attacking force left in there, that you would argue, even including Madrid, given how much they share the goals around. And, they, you know, they do seem to have shored up that defence. It's brilliant. I also love it's four teams from four different countries. That's not nice. really great. exciting. That's great. Yeah, yeah and, and Lovren, by the way, a bit of praise for him. He's, he's been heavily criticised, understandably so, but was, was brilliant in the two games but against Manchester They City. look much better at the back now. They look like they've settled. They've got a nice little unit. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the season, a little team within a team. Um, I think they look, they look much better. And if they, if they can maintain um, that sort of defensive discipline, because Man City are good going forward, let's not forget. And they're able to keep them out as much as they need to. And, and with that attacking force, I, you know... I, I don't think any of those teams will want to play Liverpool. No, I, think, I don't. I, I think Liverpool can score lots of goals, which which will, can hurt you, and and they can and they can also shore up when they need to. That second half, I think it was in the first leg against Man City. Ah. They were they were they took a sustained bombardment, and of course in the second leg, I understand they got a bit lucky with referee decisions and all the rest of it. But in the particularly in that second half of that first leg, they just, they just soaked it up, mm. and if they can do that. They got a good chance of winning the whole thing. I, I genuinely think that. Once and, and finally to say this for the final time on this podcast. One thing we've also said in the past, once you're in the semi-final, you're part of the conversation, anything can happen. You can do it. No one wants to go away to Anfield. No one. Yeah. Can I just mention something that I've got a sneaking suspicion about? You know, football isn't always logical, but you look at the crazy results that have happened in, in, in this round of games, then you look at Bayern 
not getting involved. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you think, oh, hang on. Yeah. What are they up Boy, to? Just carefully and quietly just going about a nil-nil. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that doesn't All we well. needed. All we needed. Yeah, well. <laughs> Why are we worried? Yeah, but well, Liverpool. Bournemouth are, yeah, Bournemouth are 9-1 to pull off an upset at Anfield on Saturday tea time. £10 uh, with Bet365 will return £100, including stake. Well, you know, the, the, as I say, the, the survival is, is almost there because you get 41 points. Surely that'll be enough. And They're Liverpool, a decent nick. Liverpool yeah. may well rest players. It's not that yeah. ridiculous thing to say. What is ridiculous is Pete Donaldson, and he's over there with his correspondence. Hello, it's time for correspondence. Uh, quick one from Chris Frost. Uh, my highlight of the week has just happened. Edison took a throw in. Yes. See uh-huh. this. <laughs> Seeing a goalkeeper take a throw in is always pleasing. When they were chasing the game, they did, yeah. Oh, he did. He, he's actually quite a good technique, given that... Um, so who is it who's been in trouble for not being able to take throw-ins? I forget. Not that. a goalkeeper. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I remember what you said. But the thing is with Edison, you get the impression that if he was played outfield in any position... He'd, he'd be all right, yeah. yeah. If, you, if he played up front, he'd score. <laughs> couple, I reckon. I think they should do it. Should they not? A couple of games left of the season. They've not won it yet. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's actually a bit of a Man City yeah. tradition, isn't it? So, well, yeah, David Jones. Yeah. So, well, you know, why not? That's probably why Edison signed for City. I don't, they've, I don't got, think, got a, they've got a track record this, of playing yeah. previous goalkeepers up front, and that's what I want to be a part of. Who is in charge of Stuart Pearce? Stuart I think Stuart Pearce has a tradition of doing that, not Manchester City. Uh, Terence Haggis, have any West Brom? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yes. Slow down. Terence Haggis. Slow down. Terry Haggis. Pete Terry Palmo. <laughs> Terry Haggor. Pete Palmo. Terry yeah. Hag. <laughs> Terence Haggis says, uh, have any West Ham fans been to the Stadio Olimpico? It's a 90-year-old athletic stadium. What are they mourning about? Yeah. Which, you know, it's fair enough. Oh. Is, it, is it fair enough? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've... I've been well. Marcus and I went there, didn't we? We did. Brilliant. There's a running track at uh, the, the the San, San Paolo, Paolo as well, yeah. 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 yeah, and a mort as well. I was like, oh, I wonder what's down there. Yeah, uh, crocodiles. Mm. Um, hello to Joseph. Kelly Hook. Hello, uh, Joseph Kelly Hook. Um, hi, Ramble. Just a quick thank you, really. Last year, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Uh, I was only 26, and it was three days after starting a new job, meaning I was by myself and faced a long, lonely drive back from Swindon to the London flat I was yet to leave behind. On this journey, I listened to a couple of Ramble pods, and you made me laugh, which is pretty impressive given the circumstances. I am genuinely grateful. I'm all good now, one bollock lighter, but after a course of chemotherapy, the cancer has indeed gone. If you fancy reminding your listeners to give their balls a check, that will be good, but I must... Uh, I basically just want to say thank you oh, oh Joseph you well done thank you. I'm, I'm, you're in Tulse Hill I'm pleased I didn't take the mickey out your name one because that's a really nice heartwarming email but also because Tulse Hill's just down the road from where I live and you might give me a slap but you're rightly yeah. slow give you a right hook mm. uh, hi there Ramblers this is from Robert Dunn my email is exactly how it sounds do you want to know the uh, do you want to know this, uh, the title of the uh, email yeah Steve Lomas on a cruise ship oh sweet oh, hello I'm currently on a cruise in and around Portugal Spain and France with a well-known British cruise company P and R, I don't know. Or the one we were sponsored by uh, a little while ago. Uh, the other day, I was getting my daughter registered to use the nursery facilities when I overheard a member of staff telling a child uh, that uh, they had a football coach. I didn't think much of it, but it turns out it's only bloody Steve Lomas of Man City, West Ham, and Northern Ireland fame. Yeah, he got a uh, chubby when he scored a goal once. Uh, that, yes, no, he never. He did. He, did. he was never. on Fantasy Football League and he had a right old chubber on. Who would? Who's most likely to know about this, Pete? And he yeah. says he did. So. Right, the sort enough. of behaviour you would expect on a PR ferry and not a Cunard. Yeah. Okay. Which are superior. He is running <laughs> daily football sessions in the football court on the top of the ships, 19 floors up and very wobbly in the Bay Biscay. Sadly, he isn't running any football sessions for 32 year old blokes such as myself. However, there was an afternoon event entitled An Audience with Steve Lomas. 
Nice. Stopping short of a tie and blazer set, it was as partridge as it sounds. Steve was actually very good to listen to, but the guy interviewing him just needed a keyboard and to announce that Sue Cook wasn't going to make it. <laughs> the guy so, who's emailing well. in, the guy who's emailing in, should by rights, if he's got anything about him, go up to Steve Lomas at the bar and tell him that he would have been a footballer as well, but he got a knee injury. That's right. Because yeah. that's what you've got to do. <laughs> of course yeah. you've got to do that. Yeah. And ask him about his chubby. Ask Bob Dunn, ask. Steve did he Lomas, get a did he get a chubby? What inspired you that day? <laughs> Who inspired you? What were <laughs> yeah. you thinking when you... Was it when he scored and yeah. he was celebrating? Yeah. yeah, he was celebrating. Yeah. He had a right old... Stonk on. Did he picture the, the, the celebrating fans all in the in the buff? Maybe? He, he, had maybe, mini, yeah. he had a little mini mm. Mars bar down there. Come on, <laughs> service me. Anyway, show at thefootballramble.com <laughs> if you want to email Pete. And my, yeah. my, from my experience, you probably want to do it, find out exactly what time we record, I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you where, and email just before then because you'll definitely get it in. Yeah. How very rude. How <laughs> <laughs> rude little man you are. <laughs> <laughs> He's really upset by that. Yeah, I'll cut to the core of him there. The yeah. truth does hurt, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, sometimes. That's why I never listen to it. Right, we're going to talk about Crystal Palace and Brighton after the break. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Muy rápido, muy, muy, like a Ferrari. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, everybody. Crystal Palace versus Brighton and Hove Albion. It's that strange derby and it's come mm. around. And if Brighton win this, they will put their fierce rivals in more trouble and take a huge step towards survival themselves. Brighton need this because... I mean, I know there are a few points. In fact, yeah. to be honest with you, the way it's going, the points uh, in which they're uh, above the relegation zone already could well uh, be enough. Do you remember that viral video where that Japanese um, TV show made like a big slippery staircase yes. covered in oil and yeah, grease yeah, and yeah. stuff? That's what the back end of the Premier League is. Yeah. <laughs> People just slipping Do down think, and going, oh, my Do you think that's what it should be decided upon if um, instead of goal difference? Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah. What, a big, a big slippery circus, yeah. You know, back yeah. in the nineties, the top law mass. Yeah, yeah. In full, <laughs> you've got to yeah. grab it. Glory. Yeah. You've got, you got to hold on to it. Yeah. You've got to grab known, it. Known as the tripod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, low mass at the bottom. So if you slip into it, yeah. you're in trouble. No, I think at the top. Can I? Can I just say the way it should be decided? Do you remember in the nineties when they used to have that um, each low mass erection? Each, pre- <laughs> each Premier League club used to have to hand over their well, not hand over, give along their uh, their fastest player, and there'd be like a running yeah. race. That's yes, right. it'd be yeah, done by region. That, I think it was in the eighties, was it? No, it's nineties. Yeah, and, and madness. And it was done by region, and then the fastest player of each region 
got to run in a 100-meter race before the FA Cup final. It's so, so weird. weird. They oh. should have to do that. They should yeah. have to put their fastest player in yeah. and uh, then they have the to race against staircase. each other. And the final comes last, they will get relegated. But Presumably, fine, yeah. this didn't include players that would have been playing in the FA Cup no, final. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, But they were in full kit. I mean, the hamstring so danger weird. would be absolutely ridiculous. As Bobby Robson said, mule, rap- mule rapido. Yeah. But what was great is because there was no running track, so you don't have the traditional uh, blocks that the sprinters are in. It was a bit like your sports day at school, yeah. where they're all just lined up, a little yeah, bit of string at the end. It was. <laughs> Ready, steady, go. But taking take it back to Brighton, the reason that they're, they're almost certainly going to be safe is because you know, take Seven points. Southampton, who've got six games to play, even if Southampton chug along at one point per game, something they haven't done this season, they're only going to end up on 34 points, and that's one fewer than Brighton anyway. Well, Brighton, it is a big game for Brighton, obviously, because it's, it's, it's a derby match. But mm. The Glen Murray st- derby. The Glen Murray derby, but they still have to play Spurs, Man United, uh, Manchester City, and Liverpool. So yeah. this, they really, I, I think if you're a Brighton fan, yes, I understand with regards to the seven-point gap, and it's just as well they've built that up. But if they lose, then you, they do have some big games. And you never know with, with, with Mark Hughes and Selleck and, and could Hughesy lift them. Crystal Palace has got a, have got a really decent run in. And after Brighton, they play Watford, Leicester, Stoke and Crystal Palace. Uh, sorry, yeah. West Brom. Yeah. <clears throat> but neither, Palace need a win. Neither, they, they do. Same with Brighton, though. Neither are in particularly good form. So in a sense, a weird derby probably comes at quite a good time because they've got to spark themselves mm-hmm. into life again. Well, Palace were unlucky last time against Bournemouth when they conceded. And, and you look at Palace, they play some decent stuff. And Zahar's obviously... Fantastic! One of the best players um, in that part of the of the Premier League table, um, but it is a great chance for Palace because Southampton, one place and th- one place and three points below them, play Chelsea, and if Palace can win this, and presumably Chelsea beat Southampton, then six points at this it's stage a is, is yeah. a huge gap. Do you remember the game um, at the Amex between these two? It was nil nil. It was one of the worst games of the season. It was, it was absolutely terrible. But I'm just, I'm really hoping, obviously as a neutral, that that this is a bit more of a ding dong. You're not a neutral when Big Roy's involved. No, <laughs> let's be fair. Let's be fair. Imagine you like Hewton as well. I do. I'd pretty, I'd, I think I'll probably go for Palace this one. Yeah, you're right well, because I think Brighton are probably already safe, and I like them. So. Well, Palace are now eight to one to be relegated with Bet Three Six Five, and they're currently three points above the relegation zone. Uh, Ten pound will return ninety pound should they fail to beat the drop. Um, Newcastle United. Yes, we've already sort of talked about them being definitely safe. Definitely, definitely mm-hmm. safe now. They're playing Arsenal at home. Arsenal will definitely, uh... definitely safe now. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal might not provide a stern opposition coming back from Russia. Of course, at the time mm. of recording, that mm. hasn't happened. Uh, but Newcastle, they can reach forty points if they beat Arsenal at home on the weekend, which would be which would be great. You know, to reach that mark with with a handful of games to spare. It doesn't mean anything, does it? That forty point thing these days. No. Not Do you this not season. Think? I don't think not so. Not this no. season. Nah. Actually, hasn't only one side was it West Ham with have been relegated from the Premier League with forty points? Uh, forty two, didn't they? I think. Yeah, it's just well, fair. Yeah, so yeah. so th- th- there is some credence in that. But I think you can right. realistically get away with lower than that and still st- they'll still survive. That's the point. You can, but I think that most managers, Benitez himself, I think mentioned forty points. You know, even Ranieri mentioned yeah. forty points when Leicester won the league. Yeah, he was still saying it when they were getting the trophy. They're on like <laughs> you're on sixty eight um, points. He's to, saying it in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To look over at the um, Arsenal side of the coin, Jim, one thing that absolutely, I'm not just saying this to have a dig at Arsenal, it genuinely surprised me, and I saw this earlier. Arsenal have only won three Premier League games away from home yeah, yeah, all yeah. season. No, I Their away it, record is appalling. Last week. Yeah, that's where the season's fallen apart. They're a completely different prospect on the road. Um, Aubameyang has, has hit the ground running, as we said recently, so he'll be fresh because he can't play in the Europa League. So I'm hoping um, that, that he'll do well there. But Arsenal have beaten Newcastle in the last 10 games they've met in, in, in the Premier League, which is quite a 
quite a big, uh, big thing. And, and um, I think it's three wins in a row now. Newcastle are looking for a fourth straight win as well. So actually, this might be quite a quite a good little ding dong. Mm. The, 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 it's so stark how how it's how badly it's affected them this season. Because if you look at the, the teams above them, you know, thirteen away wins, nine away wins, nine, ten, seven. Yeah. Like these big drop off, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Arsenal's away record. He's worse than Crystal Palace. The most frustrating thing about that is that something Wenger has said a few times this season after defeats is that, um, you know, I don't really understand why it's different when you play away from when you play at home. It's like, well, you've been doing this job for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. you get on a you, bus. You can't, yeah. Remember that bit when you get on the bus? That yeah. bit is that yeah. bit. Yeah. Just, just accept that it is different and try and do something <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. I, I wear the same clothes. I don't understand. Part, part of the um, confusion <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. that, can we have more of your Arsenal <laughs> Wenger? Uh, hello, I cannot. I just remember I cannot do it. French properly. Uh, well, yeah. sounds more sarcastic. Yeah. Femme la bouche. There we go. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the Newcastle fans have already started thinking that uh, they're safe. Mm. Uh, and I say that because um, they've obviously taken their eye off their own club and, and are looking towards another club in the northeast. This now, is fantastic. Their yeah. fans have been looking told. Down. Yes, their fans have been told um, that they can't go to the Stadium of Light in the hope that they'll witness Sunderland being relegated. Sunderland has six points from safety in the championship <laughs> with four matches left. It's looking bleak for them, I have to say. Um, but they are aware that large numbers of Newcastle fans might travel to watch Sunderland at home to gloat, like they did in 1987, by the way, <laughs> when Sunderland went down and about a thousand Geordies turned up to see it. It's and like, it's, it's and people say there's nothing to do in the yeah. world. <laughs> Zero sum game, that isn't it? The pettiness, the pettiness level is actually quite impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Would by you turn it, yeah. up there in, in your tune shirt, Pete? Is that why you've got it on now? <laughs> exactly. a, a new, imagine like a Newcastle fan saying to his to his wife or to her husband or whatever. I thought we could have a nice weekend. Uh, you know, Newcastle are away from home, so I thought we'd have a nice weekend. Nah, going to Sunderland. <laughs> I am going to watch Sunderland get relegated. You, don't even, you hate Sunderland. No. That's why I'm going. <laughs> What's yeah. in your heart? A rubbish bin. Hate, my friend. Yeah, right. Some are getting in, aren't they? Yeah. Well, how are you Some are getting them? in. Of course they well, are. Apparently you can't buy tickets on the door, I think. Oh, that's yeah. right. There, there are a few. Yeah, you need to have uh, previous yeah. of buying tickets. So oh, well, Newcastle They fans, need all the help they can get. Come on, Spike to finds a way. Indeed it does. But also, do your groundwork. So get a home ticket now so you can definitely see it in every it. every Newcastle supporter knows loads of Sunderland fans so I mean come on I, when I came into the studio earlier Pete had a home he's wearing an away shirt at the moment but he had a home shirt on the table in front of him and I wondered why he was colouring the black stripes with red marker yeah. <laughs> well that's why he has that Olympiacos shirt which looks like a Sunderland, yeah. Sunderland colour so yeah. he can turn Sneaky. up and he'll just just go straight in Therefore, um, go straight in Paul Dummett yeah, hello. It's twenty to one to get a goal at any time in this game. <laughs> I like that. Something he's failed to do in the Premier League so far this season. Yep. Ten pounder yeah. uh, will net two hundred and ten pound, including a stake with Bet three six five. Should he bag one against Arsenal? Oh. I may have backed Mitrovic to be the top scorer in the World Cup, but I yes. will not be backing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that segues nicely, Peter, into uh, the Championship. Now, I know we don't often talk about the Championship in, in in this particular football ramble show, but we have to, considering the seismic activity that's been going on uh, down in that wonderful division. Uh, two of the best volleys you'll ever see. No, yeah. Grealish. I wouldn't yeah. say Grealish. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. One I of the best volleys you'll ever see. Neves yeah. was definitely in there. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter the level. That's the, I completely agree with you. Yeah, Neves for Wolves. What a strike. I mean, mm. as you said earlier, Jim, it was Matt Letizia-esque. And yeah. the fog and the floodlights. <laughs> that's what made it better. Although, to be fair, Jack Grealish's volley was an absolute Brilliant peach strike. Wasn't as well. Prince strike. William dancing around with... Um, Oh, what footballer was it? John Carew. John Carew, yeah, John Carew and Prince William having a little yeah. boogie. Perfect duo. Were so they? weird. That's, that's big man, a... big man combo. <laughs> that's a buddy Big man, royal man. <laughs> <laughs> big man, bald man. Yeah, that's true. Oi, don't disrespect. Grealish is... I'll do what I want. Grealish is... <laughs> Grealish is I'm not taking anything away from Grealish. 
but that goal wasn't as good as Neves's, but it, and it was made, Grealish's was made to look better because it hit the post. Mate, he, 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 it was, he, it was he, an absolute peach. It. Oh, it was on. an absolute peach. It was a peach, yeah. and it was it, it, it was in front of a royal, so uh, counts yeah. more. Yeah, you get double for that. <laughs> what, uh, they they basically now get promoted by royal ascension, yeah. and he well, becomes yeah. <laughs> he's Sir Jack Grealish now. Yeah, then that that goal is now by appointment to uh, to Her Majesty the Queen. That's right. Well, um, due to Wolves winning and Cardiff losing, yeah. What's the real well, story in the championship this this week? Martin? Wolves can win promotion this weekend against their local rivals, Birmingham. I would have thought it would be Fulham mm. moving up into second. Fulham moving up into second before we came on I like this uh, this article Peter. he didn't scholar did he on Sky Sports it said Alexander Mitrovic unleashed at Fulham after Newcastle struggle yeah. I'm not going to proceed to read the whole article <laughs> 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 and you can wipe your tears my man um, no but I, I, I lose but I also win because I backed him for being a great striker so I kind of win in a way you backed him for being the new Alan Shearer yeah, you're not having uh, that yeah. yeah Alan Shearer never played for Fulham Alan Shearer who famously the new was Brian farmed, McBride my man Alan Shearer who was famously far, uh, farmed out on loan for being unreliable um, by the way it doesn't matter what Mitrovic does in, in the World Cup as well because uh, Rafa Benitez said this uh, recently I'm not <laughs> I'm taking the Serbia job <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Euros and World Cup in terms of signing players from there because when they go there what do they have something you don't have for 10 months it's not guaranteed for 10 months he's basically saying oh so what if you play well at a, a tournament in the World Cup so if Mitrovic bags 8 goals yeah. in Russia it won't make the blindest bit I think Benitez is absolutely right the amount of players who get signed for ridiculous fees because mm-hmm. they do well in the World Cup it, it's, it's yeah. not the best time to be signing players I remember when time. Milan Baros was top scorer and I think Euro 2004 and apparently Real Madrid was sniffing around him it was like guys it's still <laughs> Milan Baros yeah. Champions League winner Jim yeah. Well, true. He is. He's a Champions Just League. Just like winner. Jimmy and he, and, he, and he plied his trade down at Fratton Park for a while. So the <laughs> joke is very much on you there, yeah. His yeah. career went through the stratosphere. Yeah, he's not Real Madrid quality, though. Why use Real Madrid as a stepping stone if you can end up at Fratton Park? Are Sutherland and Pompey going to be exchanging places? Pompey will probably bottle it. I <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. No, they won't. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Very um, rare. Now, before we move on from the championship, what about Big Mick McCarthy oh, just packing it, it in? Yeah, <laughs> this is the story it. of the week. Yeah. It's absolutely. I mean, box I feel like, Mike Drop McCarthy. <laughs> I feel sorry for Mike Drop McCarthy yeah. because unfairly been overshadowed by Buffon. Yeah. Neves. Roma. Neves. Neves. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh, but it's all been happening. You walk out on a club in spectacular fashion <laughs> and you are fifth story in the news and you're labelled a prat. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I love is that uh, he went out on a high because they beat Barnsley at home yeah. one day at Ipswich. Yeah. But he just said it in the post-match uh, press that's conference. That's me, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. You got your three points, what more do you want? He, he also said... Shove it up your bollocks. He oh, also yeah. said that um, every single player and member of staff wants him to stay. <laughs> I was like, well, just stay then. Yeah. 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 I feel quite sorry for him. He's clearly been a given a, you know... A terrible old time. Shouldn't there. have told his own fans to F off though. <laughs> I feel no. very sorry for him because they, they, they play such scintillating football <laughs> and the fans are being unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he's got World Cup pedigrees, we know, with the Republic of Ireland. Yep. If there is a team who's looking for a manager all of a sudden at the World but Cup. Interestingly enough, though, interestingly enough, in a, in a world, in a football world where managers don't seem to last five minutes, McCarthy does, to be fair to him, yeah, always stay in jobs for a long time. Mm. I mean, he was at um, Wolf Rage when he first mm-hmm. started, he was at Republic of Ireland for a long time. I didn't realise he'd been at Ipswich for that long. Yeah, oh, yeah. six years or something. Yeah. yeah, five or six years. It's a long time. You yeah. sounded like a 90s movie trailer then. What? In a world. <laughs> yeah, in a world <laughs> where, where managers last five minutes. <laughs> well, Enter in- Mike Drop McCarthy. Well, it'll be interesting to see where he pops up next. Yeah. We'd I- like it to be the Premier League. We'd like it. You know, if, if 
Rafa does move on, we'd like it to be oh, Newcastle come United. On. <laughs> <laughs> Don't subject me to that. Well, Benitez, we can now officially break the news that Benitez has moved to Serbia. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> mind you, speaking of that, does anyone know if Antonio Conte still in the job? Cryogenic stasis. I know yeah. Mick McCarthy's not getting that one. <laughs> no, he might, well, because English managers never get a chance. No, he's not. Born in Barnsley, yeah, he's right. English. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why then they beat Barnsley 1 0 and he's thinking, get one over the home town or something? I can never go home again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just burning all my bridges. Yeah, upsets everyone at once. That's perfect. I love the smell of burning bridges in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Right, it's now time for our best bet with Bet365. It is, and thank you, Marcus. And as, as everyone who listens to this show uh, every week will know, this, um, this section of the show has been under siege hasn't it People, and underwhelming oh everyone's got an opinion we need a trebuchet you should to see defend my, ourselves we do we should we need to Listen, draw up the drawbridge and draw down the blinds because yeah. people are, we're under siege. People mm. think everyone's got an opinion. That my yeah. email inbox is overloaded with ideas for best bet to the point of where I thought I might do it myself this week. Tin hat on. I might do it myself this week. <laughs> Front up, but I thought, yeah. oh, I'm not doing that. Oh. Uh, so this comes from Ed, um, whose uh, surname escapes me, but I'll find it. I think it might be. I think yeah. it's Eddie Baby. Ed Gibson is nah, name. All yeah. right, guys. The better the week shambles, rambles on, see? Oh. Uh, and every week I remain convinced I can do a better job using a bit of nous and a lot of research. So here it is. Mark Hughes Ooh. has a truly dreadful record against the big clubs in the last year. He's played against the current current top five six times since April 2017. And in that time, the scores have been as follows. 5-0-5-1-3-0-7-2-4-0-2-2. Additionally, Southampton are toilet. Utterly toilet. He started to win me round about this part of the email. Mm. Uh, and while Chelsea haven't been firing on all cylinders, they've got more than enough about them to put this shower to the sword. So I'd like to put the £50 on Chelsea to win and for there to be over two and a half goals which I believe is available at, at a tasty two to one. So 50 quid should return 150 pound, including state for charity. By the way, I'm a Stoke fan, so I'm keen for someone, i.e. charity, to finally benefit from Hughes' ineptitude. All the best, Ed. So Chelsea to win and over two and a half goals is two to one. 50 pound on that with Bet365 will indeed return 150 pounds and all proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, go to begambleaware.org. Chelsea to win and over two and a half goals. Get behind bet. it. I think it's a good bet. And I think Eddie Baby will uh, see us next week, perhaps. It's in everyone's interest mm. in this room and listening at home for this to come off. So let's all get behind it. Damn right. Um, now then, we come to the section called What Has Luke Been Asking the Listeners This Week? If Michael Oliver has a bin for a heart, uh-huh. what's mm. your heart made of? Mm. Pete, what's your heart made of? Solid gold. Um, Biltong. Yeah. Crawl. Chromium. Chromium, built on solid gold. There you go. <laughs> Not a combination we thought. My, after Naples, mine's made of uh, mozzarella. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's very malleable. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I asked if Michael Oliver has a bin for, the, for a heart, according to Gigi Buffon. Uh, what's your heart made of? And I really wish a journalist had asked him, what's your heart made of then, Gigi, if, if Michael Oliver is made of a rubbish bin? And, but no one did. Yeah. Uh, Andy Bainbridge says, my heart is made of a Toby Carvery. <laughs> Oh, good. But he says, I'm not related to Big Sam. No. Uh, David Cook, my heart at the moment is made of Panini stickers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can see that. Can see why. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Williams, um, admiration for Brendan Rogers and all the work he's done for the city of Glasgow and modern day Mandela. <laughs> well, his heart is made of... Admiration of... for Brendan oh, Rogers. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Matthew Belair says, my heart is made of Mick McCarthy's disdain for Ipswich supporters. <laughs> 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 Matthew who? Uh, Matthew Belair. Oh, Belair. Fresh Prince. B E L L A I R. Like it. Fresh Prince. It must be his nickname. Surely. 
Surprised he hasn't got it in his um, in his Facebook name like Oliver Memories Bailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll finish with this one. Um, Chris Little. My heart's made of hope. Only joking. Despair at everything because I support Stoke. Oh, yeah, no. A downbeat way to end the show. Certainly, certainly. Oh, well, there we are. That's sometimes the way it goes. Mick McCarthy would want that. And thank you very much to lis- for listening to the uh, Football Ramble Preview sponsored by Bet365. It's been a pleasure having you with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back, of course, at the start of next week with the Ramble. Say goodbye, Luke. A good Bye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Bye. Say goodbye, Peetles. Bye-bye. Bye from me, too. Bye.